0: Hey there, Fletcher. from All Things Overlanding here, and today I'm going to be talking about the pros and cons of camping and overlanding in the Midwest. So I live in the Midwest, I'm from the Midwest, but I recently took a trip to Wyoming out west for a couple weeks and it was amazing. And I learned a lot about elevation, about, you know, different types of terrain, about availability of firewood and things like that. So there's there's definitely some pros and cons to the Midwest. So I wanted to talk through that a little bit. If you are from outside the Midwest and you're thinking of coming here, I'm going to give you some of the pros and I'm going to give you some of the cons. And if you are from out west, you're probably going to hear this stuff and be like, yeah, we're better. But... I want to hear from you guys. If you're on YouTube, post up in the comments below and let me know your thoughts when you listen to the episode. If you're on the podcast, jump over to Facebook and all the other channels and join in the conversation there. I'd love to hear from you. But let's get into pros and cons of overlanding slash camping in the Midwest. The I my the- all right so as i mentioned in the intro today i'm talking about pros and cons of camping in the midwest i have lived in indiana pretty much my whole entire life um, i am 42 years old so i've been here for a minute and i've been to hoosier national forest which is our only national forest and pretty much my only outlet for overlanding slash camping in indiana Now, do not forget, though, that there is a lot of cool stuff in Ohio, like the Shawnee National Forest. There's Garden of the Gods in Illinois that you can go to. There's Manistee up in Michigan. There is a bunch of really nice trails up in Wisconsin and things like that that you can go to in the winter if you like snow wheeling. So there's a ton of really cool, fun stuff around here. But today I'm going to talk, I'm just going to break down, now that I've had some more experiences out west, which is kind of like the the end-all be-all for overlanders, right? Like if you go out west to Colorado or Utah or... Montana even or Wyoming those are kind of like the big hot spot areas where people want to go overlanding and even the Pacific Northwest I mean there's If I'm leaving something out, post them up in the comments on YouTube and yell at me. But uh, there's so many beautiful places out west, and then I'm stuck here in good old landlocked Indiana, right? So again, today I wanted to talk a little bit about pros and cons so that if you are considering coming to the Midwest, or you're kind of like, well, that's a flyover state, like we don't need to go there, I'm going to give you some of the pros. And then if you are from here, I'm going to give you some of the cons and reasons why you should go explore places outside of the Midwest. So let's start with pros of the Midwest. What are some pros of living in and or camping slash overlanding in the Midwest? Well, first of all, the pros are that there is a lot of land in Hoosier National Forest and a lot of things to explore. Lots of cool stuff to see. Nothing super crazy. You're not going to have arches or rock ways or big mountains or anything like that, like you're going to have out west. But you're going to have some beautiful sort of wooded area, right? It's going to be pretty secluded, pretty... pretty private. Like right now I've been out here for a few hours. I've maybe seen like four cars go by and it's a Saturday. Um, so it's pretty secluded. There are, they're all gravel roads. So like the, the, the opportunity for exploring is really high. Like you could literally take a two wheel drive car out here and explore most of the national forest without really having any trouble. There aren't challenging obstacles. There aren't rock gardens. There aren't trails that are roads that are just so crazy here that you couldn't do it in almost anything. Now, to a lot of overlanders, you know, especially like the sort of negative folks online, they may be like, well, that's not overlanding then. Maybe, maybe not. But if you're dependent on your vehicle and you came out here and you camped in a different spot and you explored the, the entirety of Hoosier National Forest, you could probably make it last a week. You'd have some great campsites. You could find a campsite pretty easily every single night, and you could do it in just about any vehicle. So again, pro one pro is that it's really easily accessible. It's You can do it in almost any vehicle. There are a ton of ways to get out and explore and experience dispersed camping in the Midwest without needing a ton of specialized gear or a very specialized rig. Um, another pro is that, while well, you do have to drive a little bit to get to places as much as I say that there's only Hoosier National Forest in Indiana, I could go over to Shawnee National Forest in just a few hours. I could go to the Garden of the Gods in Illinois about three to four hours away from my house. So there are other things. If you want to drive even further, you can get up into the Wisconsin area in like six to eight hours. You can get into the Michigan area in like six to eight hours. So again, you can drive a little ways and you can find some really cool stuff around here uh, pretty quickly. you could have like a three day weekend and explore quite a bit which is really nice. Whereas out West, everything's pretty spread out, right? Like there's just big wide open skies and stuff. So you do kind of have to drive a little bit unless you happen to live near a mountain or something like that. Right. Um, so, but as far as accessibility goes, it's really easy. There's so much national forest land in the Midwest too, that like it's super accessible with no fees. no. There's no sort of regulation, is what I wanna say, for Indiana. You don't need any special placards or stamps. You don't need to pay any special fees or taxes to go dispersed camping. You just show up and you get to go camping, which is pretty nice. But so then other than that, like again, it's it's kind of hard to overland truly in the Midwest. Now you can be dependent on your vehicle, and again, you could explore who's your national forest and stuff, but we just, we aren't remote enough to really truly be out there on your own like in Wyoming there were spots where we were 40 to 60 miles away from the nearest town and I mean you couldn't even see any signs of humans right it just felt like you were on another planet Um, in Indiana you could drive on these trails but eventually you're going to come across a a forest service person or you're going to come across a paved road and be kicked out into some rural farmland Um, so it's it's kind of a little bit harder to get away so you may view that as a con of the midwest um, another con could be that, like, if you're looking for more of, like, an extreme, like, off-roading style of overlanding where you have to tackle obstacles and different types of terrain, you're just not really going to find that in the Midwest. You'll find gravel forest service roads. You'll find maybe some water crossing, some slight little short creeks that you have to drive through and things like that. But nothing super extreme. Um, some other cons if you, it depends on how you look at the drive that I mentioned earlier. Like, it could be a pro that you only have to drive. Like, for me, it seems not like a big deal to drive eight hours because it's gravel roads or I drive eight hours and I get to do some cool snow wheeling in Wisconsin, right? So for me, an eight to 10-hour trip one way is not that big of a deal. But that could be a con too, right? Like, I went to Virginia one time and we did a long, like, three-day weekend where we left on a Thursday and drove overnight and then got there on Friday. And it was a solid 10 hours each way. So 20 hours of my Friday, Saturday, Sunday were spent on the highway, just getting to Virginia and then coming back from Virginia. So when we actually look at real time on trail, it was only maybe two days that we got to spend on, on trail and we were exhausted and we were driving overnight and we were, you know what I mean? It was not ideal. So the cons are that, you know, it, it, you do have to drive a little ways to get into some really good stuff. So you want to plan for maybe like a week at a time so that you can enjoy that, you know, maybe like a Manistee or, you know, something in Michigan or, or Wisconsin, that sort of thing. Kentucky is also about four or five hours away, but you still have to drive four or five hours to get there. But there's a ton of cool stuff to explore down there. So again, there it's a pro or a con, depending on how you look at that stuff. Now, again, I just got back from Wyoming where I spent two weeks overlanding through, uh, you know, we started in Colorado. We went up along the Wyoming BDR. We were seeing different mountains every day. We were seeing plains. We were seeing sagebrush. We were staying on, like, red rocks one night. We were staying on uh, a river the next night. We went over and saw the Grand Tetons. There's just so much beautiful unbelievable landscape out there that it's really tough to beat that so that is definitely a pro of going outside of the midwest and particularly to the west is that you're going to find a bunch of really pretty really crazy sites that you just can't get if you're in the midwest Um, even out east i think there's a lot of beautiful stuff out east and they're a little bit more in the way of like challenging trails and stuff but it's still mostly this right like it's mostly wooded green trees type stuff with maybe some more rocks and and slightly tougher trails out east but out west is it's a different world it's a totally different landscape than you can get in the midwest so there are definitely some pros to that would i drive 21 hours to do it again absolutely i mean it was beautiful Uh, idaho's about 30 hours from me and i was really close to doing that but then i was like i only have two weeks if i'm driving for if i drove three 10-hour days to get out there that's going to take up six of my 14 days So I really only have a week out there once I get out there. So that's where I was kind of like, oh, 30 hours is a long time. But if you are out west already, or if you have a way to get out west and stay there for a period of time, absolutely, hands down, amazing. Way better than the Midwest, in my opinion. But again, if you're on YouTube, post up in the comments. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if there's other things that maybe I haven't thought about that are pros. I've just been doing it for so long. I've been doing it for like five years that I'm kind of just like, I know the ways of Hoosier National Forest. I know most of the good spots in here and stuff. And I don't really feel like I'm exploring. I'm more just camping at this point, or I have to drive hours and hours to go check out new stuff. So you folks out West, consider yourself lucky. If you're out West and you're listening to this podcast, congratulations, you've won. The Midwest is definitely not superior to like a Wyoming or a Utah or a Colorado or that sort of thing. Um, From an overlanding standpoint, right? From like an overnighter or like a a weekend camping trip, it's really nice. I just drive two hours to Hoosier National Forest and I'm in this beautiful forest and I get to pick a really nice dispersed campsite that's away from people and I get to enjoy my time. So there are some pros for that, but for like the longer term, if you're really looking to change things up, if you're looking to go, you know, it's too hot so you want to go up to elevation, which I didn't even know was a thing until I went to Wyoming, um, it's amazing, right? I have to deal with whatever the weather is here because we're all flat. So if it's 90 degrees, it's 90 degrees. I can't drive up a mountain and get down to 60 You know, which you guys out West do have that luxury, which is really nice. Um, So again, so there are some pros and cons to the Midwest for sure. I would give the nod to the Western states from an overlanding standpoint, an exploration standpoint, a difference in terrain standpoint, a challenging standpoint as far as trails go. Um, But, you know, for me, the Ozarks are 10 hours and I think those look awesome, too. So there's there's always going to be a ton of options if you are concerned or if you're not sure where to go and stuff, join something like the group that I've got listed in the in the description down below, newbie overlanders, and post up and ask, hey, are there any areas near me to go? I live near this, right? And people will gladly help you out. But there's stuff everywhere. You can find stuff everywhere, even in the Midwest, even out east. You know, obviously out west and stuff. There's a ton of places to go overlanding and camping. But so just do some research and you'll be able to find some places wherever you are. Even if they're not as epic as out west. They will still be fun and they will still help you get away from, you know, the, the stresses of daily life and explore a little bit. So again, I hope that that was kind of interesting, made you think a little bit. I hope that uh, I'd love to hear from you guys again on YouTube, what your thoughts are down in the the comments, because I want to know what you guys think too, because this is just my opinion, right? Um, But again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you're on YouTube, click that like button if you enjoyed the episode. Uh, In the description below are links to all my other social channels. So wherever you want to come hang out, I'd love to have you, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Click down below and, and follow along. There's also a link to my website where I've got patches and stickers. So if you're into any of that kind of stuff, Check them out. I think they're pretty funny and pretty cool. They're awesome quality. They last for a long time. I've had stickers on my truck for years. They still look brand new. The Patches that I put on my truck five years ago still look brand new. So uh, definitely consider checking those out. And then last but not least, there are links to my Patreon page. We've got a Discord that runs 24-7. We've got a a once-a-month Zoom call where we all kind of hop in and talk through our gear and rigs and things that we're doing, trips that we're taking, that kind of thing. Um, And then there's the Newbie Overlander Facebook group. Totally free to join. Tons of awesome people in there that are helping people out every day with questions and things. So if you want a place that's different than the bigger groups, that would be a good one for you. Check it out. Um, But again, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.